Welcome to Spirits Podcast, episode 51, Zeus. It's finally time. It's finally here. It is the fuck father. The fuck father. This may be a good time to mention that we are going to curse a lot in this episode. We'll tell you more about it. Don't worry. Speaking of subjects that we love to talk about, thank you so much to our newest patrons, Jay, Flavia, Lisa, Cheryl, Natalie, Lee, and Acorn. Acorn, that's adorable. I know. Lee and Acorn are like one user, so I, I, I like them a lot. Aww. So cute. Uh, you know who else is extremely cute? Is it our supporting producer level patrons? Uh, of course it is. <gasps> it is my favorites. They are Neil, Chandra, Philip, Dylan, Julie, Sarah, Christina, Robert, Lindsay, JST, Sandra, Eeyore, MCF, Deborah, Kimo, Phil, Ryan, and Catherine. You're getting so good at saying all those names. I wonder how that sounds if you listen at one and a half speed to spirits, which uh, by the way, no shame. Feel free, guys. Do do what you got to do. There's been a whole fight this week about uh, about like what speed people listen to podcasts at. Do you know who we would never shame, Amanda? Is there a legend level patron? Of course it is. It's <gasps> Leanne, Cassie, Cammie, Shannon, Ashley, and Erin. What's up, y'all? We hope that you enjoyed your packages. And yeah. Julie and I are putting together uh, your next one for December right now. It's like it's like holiday shopping, but for people who I can't see their faces if they don't like their gift. And so <laughs> for me, it's just super ideal. So I get to I get to just put together cool stuff for people who I know are going to like the things that I like. Yeah, but you also don't get to see their faces when they're super excited to open up the packages that they get by donating $25 an episode at our Patreon. It's true. It's true. It's a good thing to, to spend money on. And we are very, very thankful for you. Yes. Also thankful to our sponsor this week, which is Storyblocks. This is your one-stop shop for stock images, audio, video, anything you might need. It is one low fee of $149 per year, and you can download an unlimited amount of stuff from their member library. Yeah, someone even asked us today uh, about the sponsorship for Storyblocks, and we were super excited to tell them about it. And I hope that they're using their free trial because they get a week free of Storyblocks content. If you go to storyblocks.com slash spirits. Yeah. If you were going to be in the Seattle area during the weekend of December 10th and 11th, I think. 9th and 10th. And 10th. So there close. we go. So close. <laughs> well, maybe you're going to be there on the 11th too. We're going to be there on the 11th too. Uh, but you should come to PodCon because we're going to be there. We are. You can also get a ticket that lets you just live stream all the stuff. So yeah. if you're not in Seattle or you can't get there, you can still listen to our panel on monetizing and growing and like managing the community of your podcast and a panel that Julie's going to be on and I'm going to moderate about going from fan to creator. We're very excited. It's going to be awesome. We're super, super stoked to, one, see all our fans, see all our podcasting friends. It's, hey, yeah. it's going to be like Christmas came early. It really, really will. And uh, as a little gift to everybody who's able to come and say hi to us at PodCon, we have printed up some very, very cool limited edition PodCon-only swag, and we can't wait to give it to you. They're literally so amazing. You guys will not believe how cool they are. I know. I just keep one like on my desk and just look at it sometimes yeah just, they're in my office right now Ugh. and they're the best so good and we are going to have a meetup at some point on either saturday or sunday the 9th or 10th of december so please make sure you follow us on twitter we're at spirits podcast we haven't plugged the twitter in a while no we haven't um so follow us there and we will let you know both there and on the podcast just as soon as we know what day that will be we're also kind of close to 3,000 followers so maybe get us there before podcon i know it's a stretch but hey we that can do would it. be good. Uh, Spirits is also very close to surpassing me on Twitter, uh, <laughs> which I just, I, Julie just had a gleam in her eye, y'all. Um, but I uh, I am very happy to see that happen. It's like it's like watching your child become taller than you. It's it's worthwhile. So this episode, we were drinking red wine, and uh, lo, it was delicious. And Nectar of the shit. Gods? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We were, we were like uh, uh, calling forward to our future as wine moms. Red wine talk shit. That's my 
I have that embroidered in my house somewhere. I, think. I want an apron with that on it so I can like mix drinks wearing it. I'm going to give that to you for Christmas now. Done. And we just do want to mention that there is some talk of sexual assault in this episode. So if that is a sensitive topic for you, please take care of yourself and um, think about whether or not or when you would like to listen to this episode. So without further ado, enjoy Spirits Podcast episode 51, Zeus the Father. The Father. Recording. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> What's happening? You never say hello to the mic. I know. I was saying hello to you. I don't know why. Uh, you know weird. what? It must be, Julia. It must be the day of the fuck father, because that's why we're all just acting like fuck boys here in my apartment. All the time, always. Your neighbors are super fucking loud. <laughs> wow. Julia's salty. She's bringing it. <laughs> Very salty. Ready for that's Zeus. That's why we're talking about Zeus today. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. All I drank was wine. I shouldn't be so salty. Usually gin makes me salty. Yeah, this is this is like gin drunk, Julia. Yeah, you don't have is... enough dick jokes, though. <laughs> we'll see <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> we'll see about that. There's going to be a full episode of dick jokes happening here. Sign me up. Would you say okay. this is a basket of dicks? A barrel of dicks? An mm-hmm. armful of dicks? A barrel. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the imagery of <laughs> an armful of dicks better an than arrow a barrel quiver of full dicks. of dicks. Oh, no. That's like, a, I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing Legolas. With just oh. like, dick, dick, dick. I mean, that boy's handled a few shafts in his day. No oh. one's surprised about that. Either way, if you mean it literally or figuratively, I'm we're going to cut all oh, no, this literally. out. Oh, no, literally. <laughs> Uh, no, this is a cold open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, so you want me to actually start now? Yes. Um, so Amanda, I will admit that we here on Spirits Podcast have talked a lot of shit about Zeus. Oh, we have the fuck father. Yes. Um, we've called him the fuck father. We've called him the father of all fuck boys. Um, <laughs> but we've really only talked about him a little bit in passing. We haven't, you know, fully dived into the bullshit that is Zeus. Yeah, we haven't, like, paused to just take in the grand mess and mystery that is the father of all fuckitude, yes. Zeus. Also, I know some kids listen to the show. This really may I not be an appropriate so one for kids. sorry. I know. Or are they the coolest parents and kids of all time? There's I don't some know. cool babies in there. Uh, anyway, this is probably going to be the highest proportion of F-words and genitalia jokes. I'm going to drop a lot of F-bombs in this episode. Oh, no. I'm already thinking about the peen puns that I can, uh, okay, that I can cool, cool, get cool. ready. I don't Ooh. even think we're talking about the golden shower story, actually. <laughs> oh, no. No. That- all right. There's a literal golden shower story. Did you not know about that? No. Oh, okay. Why don't I start with telling you what I know about Zeus? Okay, go ahead. Zeus lives at the top of a big, big mountain. Cool. That humans can get to or can't. Oh, no, sorry. They can't get there, but it is on Earth. Yes. Okay, nice. He, at some point, gave, not Poseidon, Prometheus fire. Nope. Yes. Prometheus stole it. Prome- okay, fine. He had lots of children, some of whom he married. Mm. And it wasn't weird because it's <laughs> Greece. And, uh, he's a big silver beard a lot of the time. Yeah. That's okay. What I know. To be fair, Zeus only married two people. One was a Titan and one was Hera. Okay. Okay. But everyone else he just fucked. Basically. That's what I got. Okay. So those of you who are unfamiliar with Greek mythology, welcome. This is Spirits Podcast. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hi. Um, I know there are some of you out there. You're probably wondering why we aren't the biggest Zeus fans. Uh, So tonight, Amanda, we're going to cover a few of the stories that really embody why Zeus 
in general, is one of the biggest assholes the mythology world has ever seen. Oh my god, I can't wait. All of my life has culminated in this moment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is what the podcast was about originally. I know. And like when, when we were on the playground in third grade making up a uh, ancient mythology trading card game, which we did. We laminated them with scotch tape. I felt really smart about I don't that decision. Know where they are anymore? I'm I know. Sad that they I know. Don't They're exist, in someone's probably. someone's house. We or in a them. dumpster. One of those things. Ugh, stop! I remember the Athena card. It was so cute. They were purple. We had like markers that we shaded in the back. We had thick cardstock so it wouldn't bleed through. Anyway. Uh, Man, I was really thoughtful about this process. I did. I had I had my Yu-Gi-Oh binder that I repurposed to keep these cards in. Anyway, I really don't think that we fully grasped the nature of how batshit crazy Zeus is. Yeah. And that's what this episode's going to be about. Let's do it. Well, what we need to know first is that Zeus was causing trouble basically from the moment he came into existence. Nice. What you need to know is that his father, Cronus the Titan, had overthrown his own father, uh, Uranus. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that there was like multiple layers of creation here. Yes. So did Uranus have uh, parentage or, or was he like, you know, begat into existence? Uranus and Gaia created the universe. Oh. Yeah. Cool. There was a prophecy that Cronus's wife, Rhea, uh, had heard that Cronus would be overthrown by his own son, much like he overthrew his father. Ah, the original prophecy. Nice. Yeah. So Cronus, like any rational person, started swallowing his kids the moment they popped out of Rhea. Girls yes. and boys alike. This I remember. Yes. Uh, Rhea, being arguably a good mother, uh, came up with a plan with the help of Gaia, which was Cronus and Rhea's mother, uh, and the basically the embodiment of the earth. Right. Um, where she wrapped a stone and passed it off as Zeus for Cronus to swallow. Nice. Meanwhile, Rhea gave the real Zeus to, depending on the story, either Gaia, a goat, a shepherd family, or a variety of different nymphs, all of whom were able to hide him until he had completely grown up. A variety of different nymphs is the name of my college chapbook. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Once Zeus is completely grown up, he goes off and he faces off against Cronus, uh, making him regurgitate the stone he ate, plus all of his siblings. Um, what was Zeus's reasoning for going after Cronus? Well, just like prophecy? Uh, no, plus he knew from just whoever raised him, told him why he was being raised the way he was. Right. And also like, by the way, all your siblings got swallowed by your dad because he was crazy. Fair. So what he does after he makes Cronus regurgitate all of his siblings is he frees the Cyclopses, which Cronus had locked away, and the Cyclopses craft him his weapon of thunder and lightning. Are the Cyclopses divine in some way, or are they just kind of They're like, like clay? weird titans. Oh. They're like mutant titans. They're on the same level. Teenage mutant ninja titans. titans. <laughs> fucking adorable i love it i guess they would put their sweatband just above their single eye that's where that the, the sweatband would or go. it's like on the eyebrow level so like you have Aww. two eyes below or one eye above cute cute yeah, i like that a lot i like it it's super cute were they sweatbands though i think they were just like just uh i don't know what to call pieces them. of cloth i mean they function as sweatbands yeah they were if like head but they weren't like the felty headband material you know no, what i mean they were pre-industrial manufacturing sweatbands but they also were raised in a sewer so they were also turtles <laughs> julia <laughs> they were raised in a sewer they were turtles they didn't have sweat glands they had limited resources yeah that's true there was no terry cloth going on uh that's true i guess since they're cold-blooded they don't have sweat glands huh i don't know i don't know how reptiles work 
I did do. I did know a shit ton about predators <laughs> last episode, but I don't know. I was like, but lions, and you were like, excuse me. <laughs> You're like, excuse me, the lions. <laughs> Lady lions are badass. I mean, I'll take it. Anyway, okay, okay. So should we call them sweat cloths? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so cyclopses. Yes. Make Zeus um, his weapon of the lightning bolt. Oh, right. Okay. Really important because that's how he becomes like the lightning god later. Okay. Um, so with his siblings, Zeus leads the fight against the Titans who are defeated and then cast to the underworld region of Tartarus. Uh, what? Tartarus. I've never heard of that before. Um, it's like a area of the underworld. And it's not from whence we get tartar sauce. Uh, no, it is not. And it's not Hades? Hell? It's it's a part of Hades. Okay. But it's a specific region in which the Titans are confined to. Oh. So a special hell. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Now when you say to somebody, you're going to a special hell for this, which I do just every few weeks, I, I must admit. Uh, what was I know the last one going. for? Go ahead. Uh, it was, oh, it was for somebody who um, copy and pasted their emails and just the font and the sizing completely <sighs> differed. And it was crafted to look like uh, an individual email just to me. But it was so clear. They were like, hello, Amanda. I really enjoy your podcast. And it was, uh, it was painful. I'm so mad about that. I know. That's so I know. annoying. A crime against humanity, typography, and nature. Oh, God. That's the worst. I hate business emails. Okay, moving on. <laughs> business emails have their special place in Tartarus. They can also go to Tartarus, yes. yes. Overthrowing your father is kind of on par for the course for Greek mythology. Yeah, happens all the time. Um, but, He's going to kill you. You're going to kill him. Someone's going to kill someone. Right, exactly. But that's also because Zeus hasn't had the taste of power yet. Uh-oh. He... You know what they say, Julia. You give a fuckboy a lightning bolt. <laughs> Next they're king of the gods. <laughs> Basically, he gets that taste of power when he and his elder brothers, Poseidon and Hades, draw lots over uh, where they are to rule. Yes, I remember this. Um, Poseidon it, gets the sea, Hades gets the underworld, which is filled with gems and cool. Yes. But in some stories, depending on the telling, Zeus actually cheats in order to win first choice and takes the heavens and the sky. Uh, I bet he did because he's a fuckboy. Yeah, that's true. He's totally the kid in math class who, like, compliments your hair and then leans over to check out your math test. Was I that kid? Did that happen to you? Don't. Don't. I thought. I thought he liked me. Oh, Amanda. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that fuckboy fucked you. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Okay. I'm so Zeus claims leadership over all the gods as the youngest son? You know, come on, Zeus. Uh, um, yeah. I enjoy that this Zeus story sidesteps the primogeniture, which, yes, listeners, I did have to look up that word, of having the first son just inherit everything on principle. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I appreciate that. Yeah. If you're the youngest son, what are you supposed to do? What if you're the best? What if you're the most cunning? What if you're the most, uh, you know, fuckboyitude-ish? To be fair, I think Hades was the oldest, so the world would have been so much chiller if he was in charge <laughs> just just so much chiller he just wants to chill man he just wants everything to be calm and not cheat on his wife i like, know fuck. the poor babe okay anyway so zeus when he becomes this powerful being uh tells his brothers and sisters and this is a quote i am the mightiest of all make trial that you may know Fasten a rope of gold to heaven and lay hold every god and goddess. You could not drag down Zeus. But if I wished to drag you down, then I would. The rope I would bind to the pinnacle of Olympus and all would hang in air. Yes, the very earth and sea too. Whoa. Yeah. That's some 
grandiose prose, yo. Let's talk about a messiah complex, my dude. Seriously, like, hey, venerate me, because if I wanted, I could upend all y'all in the palm of my hand. Yeah, he's just like, I am super powerful, and even if y'all gang up on me, I'm still going to be more powerful than you. Uh, sounds like an invitation to gang up on him. Yeah, but they don't, which oh. is dumb. Damn Sorry, y'all. mythology. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about his wife, Hera. What's up, Hera? Because this is really where his fuckery starts. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Zeus ends up marrying his elder sister, Hera. Not weird, because it's ancient Greece. It's fine. No, it's fine. We talked about this. Yep. Everyone's marrying their sisters. Cronus married Rhea, who was his sister, and gave yep. birth to all these children who also intermarried and all that. It's all Spirits cool. Spirits podcast is not incest. It's fine. Yes. So by Hera, depending on the source, Zeus was said to have fathered Ares, Hebe, and Hephaestus. But let's start with Ares. Ares is one of the only children they're said to have had together. But according to Homer, both of his parents detested him. Uh, he was ruthless, murderous, and oddly enough for a war god, a coward who would bellow in pain and rush away when he was wounded in war. Whoa. Okay, so much here. So A, I love that a war god could have those characteristics because in a lot of ways, war is cowardly. It's about like not resolving stuff, you know, yeah. uh, and, and like not being willing to like confront your deepest fears and needs and actually come to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, okay, Homer... I, I have something to say. Homer, <laughs> Go on. Homer made so much stuff up. Yes. Right? Like, who knows what the truth of all these stories, you know, actually is at the core of it. But, like, do you think that Homer just had, like, a childhood rival and he's like, you, I'm going to make you Ares. I'm going to make you Hephaestus. And just, like, made him a tragic backstory because he hated the kid because he, like, threw mud at him one time. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like, like oh, who was Homer picturing when he was describing all these, like, piteous creatures? These are, like, the people who write shitty one-person plays and then do bad impressions of the people they grew up around. <gasps> Whoa, what a deep cut to our senior year, where in the theater program, in the spring of senior year, every senior had to direct a one-act play, some of which were original, some of which were already published, and uh, there were some thinly veiled clapbacks to failed romances every year, and it was the best. Yikes of Rooney. <laughs> Yikes of Rooney, the knives are out. <laughs> Evita reference, get at me. Uh, Julia, it's been 15 minutes and we have almost no story. That's okay. We're continuing <laughs> on. Um, so after Ares, uh, there was Hephaestus. So depending on the story, this was the child of Zeus and Hera. But in other stories, he was just the child of Hera, uh, who birthed him on her own in retaliation for Zeus having birthed Athena on his own. A plus. I love it. Soon we will be in the dystopian liberal future that your uh, cable channel warned you about, where two women can conceive on their own. Yes. Uh, the problem, well, not really the problem, but still, Hephaestus uh, was, he was born ugly, whereas all the gods were beautiful. Uh, shout out Wolf 359, my ugliest and favorite spaceship. <laughs> so according to some stories, Zeus cast him out of heaven for being born deformed. No. In other stories, it's Hera that did this, but we're we're focusing on Zeus in this episode. Yikes. So he can be the dick. Let's, again, our revisionist version of history is just, just for once, just to see what happens, assuming that the women did good. Yes. Okay. Um, but eventually, Festus gains uh, back favor with the Olympians, uh, okay. and most of the stories are told like when they're talking about the birth of Festus. It was a very, very long time ago, and right. now he's all good with the gods because he's like made a bunch of shit going on. He's all, all right. friendly, and he marries Aphrodite, and it's adorable. I mean, I'm sorry that he had to 
like overcome something that he wasn't responsible for, but good on him. Right. And then, Amanda, there's Hebe. Okay. Uh, Hebe is probably the most liked of Zeus and Hera's children. She is the goddess of youth and is the cupbearer to the gods, uh, though this role is later taken by the beautiful mortal Ganymede. Hey, remember him? Yeah. We're going to talk about a little bit more about him later. Oh, good. However, besides this, she isn't really mentioned other than her marriage to the hero Hercules. And besides being a mother to a few of his children, Hera basically plays the antagonist to Zeus's many amorous conquests. Not only is her fury directed at Zeus's philandering, but it's at her mistresses and children as well. Oh. Yeah. What a what a classic way to excuse male behavior by characterizing a woman as a like shrill harpy, you know? Right. And the problem is, and I'll talk about Hera till the cows come home basically. But um the problem what, what is What time is that? Is that like do they come home it's late like six at night? o'clock? They come. Is it? They come home like around sunset, basically. But that's not very late then. I know. I thought it was gonna be like four in the morning. Like the cows are out just fucking partying, eating grass. Nah, cows don't party. No. Okay. Some someone give us some farm wisdom and tell farm us farm wisdom. Tell us where that came from. Farm wisdom. I'll look up the OED later. Don't worry, OED. I'm coming. So I'll talk about Hera forever, basically. But she's literally the goddess of marriage and tradition so goddamn she's gonna stand up for her fucking marriage and be like please don't cheat on me these women are not your wives focus up motherfucker okay fair yeah i mean like honestly yeah no it it makes sense especially if she's there to defend an institution it's something that culturally we view as being like stodgy or you know your old lady or like come on the ball and chain whatever uh but you know two willing adult conscious conscientious parties enter into an agreement yeah contract you know a, a vow um and when someone decides to break that unilaterally like i would be mad too like right. that that is a real thing yeah and hera is the goddess of tradition and vows and like upholding your truth and um ritual so right. goddamn she's got to be you know trying to at least hold if the you're gonna hold the mortals to a certain aspect of, you know, morality, yeah. you got to hold the highest god to that same morality. Absolutely. And the Greeks were all about, you know, instead of their gods being an unattainable ideal, like we grew up with in the kind of Western Christian tradition, um, the gods were, you know, like blown up versions of humanity with all of their ups and downs, all of their quirks and foibles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we're viewing this as a story of like a man just trying to like do his thing and like the woman being like, no, you know, that's one reading. But if we're seeing this as two forces, one of which is chaotic and one of which is organized, you know, like just at bat or two people with uh, ideals, urges, like conflicting aims, that's a little bit more real and a little bit more tragic. It's just become, I guess, a, you know, cliche in our pop culture and stuff. Yeah. But the way you describe it, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, uh, uh, fuck. (laughs) Of course. I would be mad too. Yeah. The rest of the gods and goddesses are embodying their aspect of humanity. And we tend to villainize Hera as just doing exactly what all the other gods and goddesses are doing. That's true. Yeah. Um, So, Amanda, we're going to move on to talk about some of Zeus's mistresses. But, uh, hey, let's get a refill real quick. I'm going to need one. Yeah. 
Our sponsor this week is Storyblocks, which we have told you a little bit about before. They are a place that you can go for images, video, and audio, stock images that are beautiful, they're professional, you can use them on your next creative project, and you can get unlimited downloads of these amazing things with the member price, which is annual, of $149 per year. That's it. All you have to do is go to storyblocks.com spirits to download anything from thousands of images, videos, and tracks and unlock discounts on millions more. Yeah, so they have this library of, of things that you can download for totally free over 400,000 items. And then if you want to purchase additional like images, video, audio, whatever, um, you can do that. They start at just $3.99 for images and $49 for video with full usage rights. So you don't have to worry about like copyright, usage, trademark, etc. Like you are buying that. Thing. Sometimes I just like to pour a glass of wine and check out Storyblocks' amazing library. Sometimes I just like to listen to cool sound effects and have them inspire stuff that I'm working on. I know. They really are. They're like a part of our creative process as we're thinking about new ideas and writing scripts um, and thinking about new podcasts that we may bring to you soon. Um, but <laughs> we we like to be inspired by stuff. And sometimes when you hear the perfect sound effect or the perfect theme song or you see the perfect image to put as like the hero image on your new website, um, you know, it really inspires you. Yeah, so seriously, it's a one-stop shop for all of your stock media needs. Uh, it is extremely high value and it's subscription-based and you get unlimited downloads. Exactly. So you can like try out a bunch of stuff, like download a bunch of songs, download a bunch of images, do whatever you need to do. You know, you shouldn't be penalized for having to like try stuff out to see what works. Yeah, and it's free for a week if you go to storyblocks.com spirits. Absolutely. You can get their like triple bundle, they call it, of images, video, and audio. Again, all for that one annual price. So thank you so much to Storyblocks. And y'all, if you want to check out what they have to offer, send us screenshots of stuff you're using. Let us know what projects you flesh out with the Storyblocks stuff. Let us know. It's at storyblocks.com spirits. All right, I got my red wine. Let's head back. Let's go. So, Amanda, moving on to Zeus's mistresses. I bet this is a long, storied, colorful chapter. There is at least four paragraphs of this in my notes. <laughs> I can't wait. So we're going to start with Io. So Io was the princess of Argos, who Zeus fell in love with just by seeing with her, which is like a super common thing for him. Classic. That, that quote-unquote love at first sight. Zeus is like a goldfish where he wants to bone the next thing that comes into his sight at all times. That is absolutely correct. So to keep Hera from noticing his approach to Io, he covered the world with a thick blanket of clouds because, you know, sky god. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, but that's like the that's like your musician boyfriend being like, "Hey, baby, this is Wonderwall," and like pulling out the guitar at all times, <laughs> like first date, before the first date, in between classes, second date, third. Like, please put the guitar away. <laughs> Just we need to have a conversation, motherfucker. Zeus, please leave the clouds at home. Mm-hmm. I I know I know that you can summon the clouds. I get it. Yes, they're very pretty. They're very very impressive. Okay. Yes. But the problem is, obviously, when you cover the world in a thick blanket of clouds, that's super suspicious, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so Hera comes down from Mount Olympus and begins dispersing the clouds. Oh, no. Uh, it's like Zeus- the sock on the doorknob. He's getting down down there. Uh, Zeus was found, but rather than laying next to the lovely maiden Io, he's found next to a white heifer instead. Oh, <laughs> it's the original bottom in the donkey, basically. Uh, so Hera asked him about it. And he swore he'd never seen the cow before, that it just sprung out from the earth, which is the epitome of the Wasn't Me song by Shaggy. Oh my God, it super is. It's like, <laughs> it was it was Hades. He just sent this 
sent this cow up here. There's just a cow here. Right? I don't know. Hades, shakes fist. My dick's hard for some reason, but there's a cow here. Whatever. No, I don't want that in the podcast. <laughs> okay, we can cut that then. <laughs> so Hera's not an idiot. Uh, she knows what's up, uh, but she fakes liking the cow so much that she asks Zeus for it as a present. Okay, amazing. I love this. <laughs> Since it's a super reasonable request and Zeus doesn't have any reason to deny it and doesn't want to face the fury of his wife. Oh, damn. He presents the cow to Hera. Fuck, I love this. And Hera, who's still suspicious, sends the cow to a garden uh, with the Titan Argus. Oh. Um, so Argus has a hundred eyes, um, which <laughs> at least some were open at all times. So even if he's sleeping, at least like 50% of the eyes are open. Julia, this is the theory of Irish Catholic families. <laughs> if you have 12 kids, at least one of them is going to be competent enough to run your farm for the next generation. That's true. And like, by God, it works. <laughs> so Zeus is worried he's going to be found out. So he sends the messenger god Hermes to go and get the cow. Okay. Why? Because they're worried it's going to turn back into the into the maiden? He's just worried that, like, something's going to happen to Io and it's going to yeah. mess up his whole day. Right. Okay. Uh, so Hermes manages to disguise himself as a shepherd, wins Argus's favor by telling him stories and playing the lute for him, because that was <laughs> Hermes' thing. Nice. Um, but then Hermes kills Argus, steals <gasps> Io away. Whoa. Hera knows what's good, and she sends the mother of all gadflies to attack cow Io. What? Like, like black flies. She sends black flies to go attack this cow constantly. (gasps) And it's like a giant black fly is just continuously surrounding this cow. That I'm is sorry, a woman. you said gadfly, and I thought that was like a like a metaphor for like a like a chattery person. No, it's like a oh no, it's a literal fly. This is a Greek myth. We're talking literally. Yes. Um. So these flies drive Io insane, and she wanders around the world pursued by these flies. Oh no! All she did was sleep with Zeus. Exactly. Never sleep with Zeus. Uh, so eventually, she reaches the Nile River, where Zeus follows her and restores her to her human form. Okay, did he immediately have sex with her? No, she that like at that point she they, they he was like not interested anymore. He's like, "Sorry about that. My wife's crazy." Also, here's like 100 bucks. See you later. <laughs> oh, Zeus. Here's cab fare home. Just never never give her cab fare home. Yeah. So basically, the problem with Io is let's review. Slept with Zeus, got turned into a cow, was driven mad by flies, had to travel the world for years and years. Oh. Yeah, so like not great for Io. Um, I'm sorry, Io. Never sleep with Zeus. Yeah. Never fuck a fuck boy. That is literally going to be the theme of this episode. Never sleep with Zeus. Listen, you think it's just one. It's just one fuck boy. It's never just one. It's It's never never just just one. one. It just, it'll fuck you up completely. Your life will will never be the same. It will. Because now you're on that map, that sexual map of that fuck boy's life. And once you enter the fuck boy you can't get out of it, can you? (laughs) No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, Let's move on to uh, Semele. Okay. Semele was the princess of Thebes. Uh, Zeus fell in love with her after she sacrificed a bull on his altar. Super sexy. That is super sexy. Great. So she became pregnant when he visited her. And of course, Hera found out. Lol. Hera appeared to Semele in mortal form and they became friends. Oh, was she- this a long con on Hera's oh, part? Oh, it's a long con. Oh no! Semele told her that she was pregnant and that the father was Zeus, but <gasps> Hera feigned doubt and made Semele herself doubt that it was actually Zeus. 
Okay. So Semele decided to ask Zeus to grant her a wish. And so Zeus took an oath on the river Styx, which is a binding contract to the gods, basically like a blood oath. Oh no. So he like, he'll be like, name it, my dear. I swear on the river of Styx, I will give you whatever oh, you want. Zeus, baby. That's always a bad choice. Never a good idea. You're going to be buying your wife a BMW soon. So what Semele wanted was to know that he was actually a god and asked to see him in all of his glory. Okay. Zeus complied because he didn't think things through before he made that promise because he's a dumbass. Okay. Um, the problem is mortals can't look upon the full form of Zeus without bursting into flames. <gasps> oh, no. Did she die? So that's exactly what happened. No. Luckily, I guess for someone who isn't Semele, uh, Zeus saves the baby by sewing it to the inside of his thigh. Ugh, that's a male seahorse bullshit. And a few months later, the god Dionysus was born. Ugh, Dionysus, <laughs> of course you stand for flame and fury and fucking partying and, and lots of wine bullshit yeah party and bullshit that is the theme of Dionysus's life oh you poor babe poor poor Dionysus so don't sleep with Zeus don't get pregnant by Zeus fuck don't make friends with Hera <laughs> don't make Zeus promise shit on the river sticks but like don't you love that human beings have been thinking about the same shit for 4,000 yes. years where they're like, you know, it would be funny if I go and make friends with my husband's mistress. Yeah, like, fuck her. Oh, God. That'll I'm really so show her. I'm so sorry. That's like when your ex makes friends, when, like, you're dating a guy and the ex becomes, like, friends with you on Facebook and oh, then yeah. tells you all the awful shit the guy did. Uh, I don't stand for that. But I, I you know, there are, there are folks in, in my past who, if somebody asked me, I'd be like, well, this is the unvarnished truth. And sit down. We're next going to move on to Lita and the Swan. Oh, Lita and the Swan. There's a poem about this that I learned in college. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have actually heard this story before, but we're going to go on and talk about it a little bit. I bet it's more fucked up than I remember. Probably. Uh, So Lita was the wife of the king of Sparta, uh, Tyndarius. Lita was seduced by Zeus. Seduced being in quotes here. um, In the Uh form of a swan. Because every time any mythology talks about seduction, it's really rape. Yeah. Like, like genuinely, it is almost always rape. Yeah. There's just, there's very little consensual sex in between non-partners in Greek mythology. Yikes. Anyway, she sleeps with Zeus in the form of a swan. Zeus is a swan? Zeus is a swan in this story. Uh, okay. Uh, on the same night she slept with Zeus, she also sleeps with her husband. Okay. The liaisons between both the god and the mortal man result in two eggs being produced by Leda. Oh, no. So from the first egg came Helen, as in Helen of Troy. Yes. uh, And her brother Pollux. From the other was Clytemnestra and Castor. Wait, she had quadruplets? There were twins in each egg. So, and she, like, bore them? Yes. So quadruplets. Basically, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Helen and Pollux were of demigod blood because they were part right. Zeus. Um, and then Clytemnestra and Castor were both mortals. Yikes. Um, Clytemnestra ended up being the wife of Agamemnon. Yes. If you know anything about Trojan mythology, he's the yeah. dude that sacrificed his own daughter in order to get the winds to sail so that the uh, Greeks could sail to Troy. Yikes. Yeah, it's it's all bad. And Castor uh, lent their name to some very useful wheels you can put on the bottom of stuff. <laughs> 
That's adorable. <laughs> okay, so Zeus also uh, used shape-shifting to impregnate the princess of Thebes, Entia. Zeus, if you can't seduce them in your actual form, you don't get to rape them in animal form. No, it's you just, don't. just not good. In this situation, he appeared in the form of a satyr, which is half man, half goat. Yep. For people who don't know what a satyr is. All a mistake. Yeah. Uh, and then took her by force. This this story is very explicit uh, about it being a rape. Yeah. She gave birth to twins, uh, Amphion and Thesis, mm. uh, who were brought up by herdsmen while Antiope was being held captive by her uncle Lycus, whom she suffered at as well at the hands of his, uh, at her aunt uh, Derice. No word from Zeus, though. All suffering. Yeah. All suffering. It was just like, mm, one night stand. Okay, you're going to suffer at the hands of your aunt and uncle. Oh, sucks for you. Bye. Ugh. Everyone go to therapy. Don't repeat the sins of your past. Everyone needs to go to therapy. This Everyone inherits ghosts in the nursery as a very uh, poignant child psychology book put it in the mid 20th century and everyone has to go to therapy and just work that shit out just a and little do bit. a little bit better just a little bit we know you had to kill your dad in order for you to become a man zeus but it doesn't mean that you <laughs> it doesn't mean that you have to leave everyone else on your own oh so close to home there's a lot of instances where zeus took advantage of situations in order to get laid i mean that's classic fuck boyitude yeah uh for instance there's a story of alchemy uh who is the princess of mycenae and she, is she related to alchemy, the discipline as we know it? No. Oh. Just, uh, it's actually, so it's spelled, you know how alchemy is spelled, but there's a Y at the end? Yes. She just has an E at the end. Oh. Yeah. So she was the princess of Mycenae. She was betrothed to her cousin uh, Amphitryon. Not weird, it's Greece. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Amphitryon was away doing some hero shit, uh, but while he was away, Zeus assumed his form and slept with alchemy under false pretenses. <sighs> you know, the usual. Uh, and then there's Ganymede, too, who we've talked a lot about a little bit. Um, and he was a Trojan prince who was known for his beauty. Yes. Uh, Bear to the gods. Yeah, exactly. According to the myth, uh, Zeus turned into an eagle, swept down to the earth, and abducted him. Yep. As payment for Ganymede, because obviously that's how it works, right, Zeus? Um, uh, he gave the king of Troy the best horses possible and told the king that his son would be immortal, serve as the cupbearer to the gods, and be the lover of Zeus himself. So, uh, Zeus, I'm still going to condemn you, even though you are canonically bi. Yeah. No, he is. Actually, a lot of the gods are canonically bi. Because Apollo that's is too fucking normal world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Hera, like she does, eventually grew jealous of Ganymede, and Zeus moved him away from Olympus, placing him in the sky as the constellation Aquarius to keep him out of Hera's grasp. I love that philanderers have also had like houses for their mistresses. And what do you call a male mistress? I don't know. I don't know. Side. There's not really a word for it, I Side guess. Side piece? Side oh. piece. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, I love that fuckboys have had like separate houses and properties and bank accounts for their side families from the beginning of time. I mean, that's pretty much true. So like we do, we need to answer the reason why. In okay. history, why? As much as we can answer why, fuckboy, why, whence and wherefore, yeah. we will try. Um, so why do stories have Zeus falling in love with woman after woman? Okay. Uh, why is he arguably the highest god using tricks to hide his infidelity from his wife? Right. Um, what it comes down to, according to most scholars, is that Zeus, the Zeus of song and story, has actually been made up of combining many gods together. Okay. When his worship spread to a town where there was already a divine ruler, Zeus and that town's, you know, deity were fused into one person. Sure. The wife of that early god was then transferred to Zeus. 
But huh. because he ha- already had a pre-existing marriage and the oh, predominant religion, they, had to make they it became canonical. a mistress instead of a wife. Fascinating. Yeah. So that the the relationship is still there. There is still a way to like describe that relationship and, and like make it a somewhat reasonable part of the canon. Right. And, but also and, maintain, right. Yeah. And to transfer the, um, the heroes and the demigods of that culture to into Zeus. the canon. Yeah. Even if it's not, you know, historically from Hera herself. Exactly. So yeah. it can still be the child of their two gods and Zeus and Hera can still coexist. Right. Exactly. Fascinating. I yeah. love that idea. It actually is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but actually the late Greeks, after all of this spreading and the more stories about Zeus's philandering kind of grew and grew and grew, Zeus actually fell out of favor with the um, the late century Greeks. Good. Yeah. They were doing something right while their civilization was collapsing. Yeah, they were just like, eh, you know, that Zeus guy, he's having a lot of sex and we're not super into that. Inventing trigonometry and uh, astronomy and also realizing that fidelity is great. Yes, basically. Um, and I guess... I guess the reason that I want to talk about Zeus now um, is because I feel like his character in particular is so relevant to just what's going on in the news lately. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's a really, really great analog for toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Because when we put all of these expectations on men to be masculine, to be stoic, to be aggressive, to be um, a provider, you know, to to prove their masculinity and their worth in all these stereotypical ways. Um, it's like trying to shove so many stories on top of one figure. They can't all square at the same time, or the person's going to go crazy, or they're going to, you know, have to sort of break out and relieve stress and like act differently some way. And that's not an excuse for people who, you know, act outside the bounds of, you know, law and custom today. But it's just to say that trying to place the the weight of all of society on a person is just never going to end well. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what we are, you know, seeing today. The fact that like patriarchy harms men and women and mm-hmm. non-binary people and everybody else. And, you know, that super sucks. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I think with the story of Zeus too, it, it makes me think of how much power can be toxic in that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, like I'll read the quote again that he says when he becomes, you know, ruler of the gods, basically. Please. I am the mightiest of all. Make trial that you may know. Fasten a rope of gold to heaven and lay down every god and goddess. You could not drag down Zeus. But if I wish to drag you down, then I would. Yikes. It's like, you know, like, it's this concept of just because a person is in power, they're untouchable. And I think that's completely untrue. It, right. we, we can learn a lot from the Greeks in that if Zeus could take down Cronus and Cronus could t- take down Uranus, then men in power can be taken down when they become toxic and harmful to the community in which they lead. Absolutely. And like if any one of those you know, mistresses slash women slash, you know, mortals slash gods had compared notes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it would have been very easy to say, no, I'm not going to fuck with this fuck boy. Yeah. And um, you're right. Like at a time of recording, you know, people coming out with um, 
you know, allegations and stories and accounts of sexual harassment um, and sexual assault in some cases against famous figures in Hollywood and politics mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, bubbling up right now. And it's it's so true that all you need is the opportunity f- for someone, you know, to say me too or to corroborate you or, or not to, to say be I believe you the sole person exactly like standing up and kind of shouting into the void. Um, all you need is is one more kind of friendly or accepting or even just, you know, an audience that's not wanting to tear you down immediately. Mm-hmm. And like that is enough for, yeah. um, you know, for people to step forward. And, you know, I, I think this episode does really sum up why we give Zeus such a hard time. And it's because we see so many reflections of him in modern day society, even though he's so set apart from us through time and distance and all of that. Yeah, he's still like a personification mm-hmm. of so much of this like toxic, aggressive, stereotypical, you know, sexualized masculinity. Right. And, you know, the two of us, I, I can speak for us, I think, when we say, like, we're just not going to stand for that shit anymore. And that's why we come out so angry and so vehemently against Zeus is because we're so tired of seeing that shit in our lives yeah. that we don't we don't want to see it in our mythology either. So we're going to call it out when we see it. Exactly. No one is served by us continuing to follow or to emulate these stories when there is such clear, like, moral you know, ambiguity or fuckitude or, you know, screwing people over because like no one, no one is served by that. Like, you know, straight white men in power aren't served by that because toxic masculinity still sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, men who are queer or men of color or men who are soft boys, like people who just want to be for a second, something other than this image that society has made for them. You know, every single person would benefit from the choice or from making other versions of being a man, a person, a woman, whatever in society, um, you know, slightly more tolerable. And certainly for us, for people who have, you know, suffered themselves at the hands of this, like, there's no reason to keep valorizing and keep accepting the, the outcomes of these stories. And as much as we talk about how stories, you know, inform our lives, they inform our morals, they inform, you know, how we view the world today. We're also allowed to hold those stories up to the light and say, you know, no, I'm not going to accept this. Or this is a great example of how we don't want to be. And, you know, maybe it involves some F-bombs, maybe it involves some some misandry as people accuse us of having. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just for a second, try to see a world in which this kind of stuff is not acceptable. And, you know, we'll go from there. And honestly, this is a good point to say you are not alone. There's plenty of our listeners and I guess us two who have uh, survived sexual assault and who uh, understand what you're going through. We do. We do firsthand, um, unfortunately, you know, and uh, neither of us wanted to be here, but we're in a, a, you know, sisterhood and brotherhood and a siblinghood of people who, you know, face some awful shit and are still going forward every day. So if you would like to talk about this. If you want some help, some resources, if you, you know, it doesn't matter how small, how different, how long ago, doesn't really matter at all. If you think it's a gray area, if you think it doesn't really count, you should call the National Sexual Assault Hotline here in the U.S. It's 800-656-4673 or go to rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org. That's the National Sexual Assault Hotline. 
and they are around, they have resources, they have articles, they have support groups. Um, I know that support groups and counseling have been really, really important for me in my recovery. And I hope that um, some of you will will get the help out there that you need. Yeah. Uh, And always, we love you guys. Uh, Stay creepy. Stay cool. Spirits was created by Amanda McLaughlin, Julia Schiaffini, and Eric Schneider, with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Keep up with all things creepy and cool by following us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Spirits Podcast. We also have all our episodes, collaborations, and guest appearances, plus merch, on our website, spiritspodcast.com. Come on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, for all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff. Throw us as little as $1 and get access to audio extras, recipe cards, director's commentaries, and patron-only live streams. And hey, if you like the show, please share us with your friends. That is the best way to help us keep on growing. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.